0: Real stories, reliable information, the latest technology and news. Welcome to the Plastic Surgery Hub podcast, connecting people with practitioners. Hello listeners, it's Trish Hammond here again from Transforming Bodies. And today I'm talking to the lovely Dr. Matthew Peters, who's a specialist plastic surgeon in Brisbane and under the banner of Valley Plastic Surgery. And today we're gonna talk about um, another weight loss, like a plastic surgery weight loss or skin removal procedure, I guess. And we're gonna talk about the back bra lift and he's gonna tell us what it is and who it's for and uh, a little bit more about it. So welcome Dr. Peters. Thanks for having me. How are you? Yeah, good. Let's not tell anyone that it's the most ridiculous hour of the morning. You've already, uh, you know, been on 14 rounds or whatever at um, the hospital and we're not even eight o'clock yet. I <laughs> know, oh it's been busy, but that's all. Yeah, it's good. crazy times, crazy times. Um, but tell us, so the, the back bra lift. So what, actually, let me ask you a question. So is that, I'm presuming, this is the bit where, and I know this because I've got it, this is the bit where at the back you have those rolls just around near where your bra is. Is that right?
1: Yeah, exactly right.
0: Yeah. Actually, someone the other week, she said to me, "I've got vaginas under my under oh, my um, under my arms." I'm like, "What are you talking about?" And she, that's what she called the fat pad, like between yeah. her arm and her, you know, the side of her thing. She called it her vagina. So, um, the back one though, t- tell us what, tell us what, like, what that is. It's just like a removing, like a chunk of fat, or. Yeah, yeah.
1: So like, your, all of our skin and fat is attached to our skeleton by all of these little sort of connections. And when you go and put lots of weight on and stretch everything up, those connections are still there, deflate the skin um, by losing all that weight and all that fat, and then suddenly you've just got this loose stuff that's still sort of hanging off the skeleton. And that's what we see with all of our massive weight loss patients. We just have all of this stuff that's connected deep and then it's just draping down. And so in the upper back, it's no different to the front, to the legs, to the arms, to any of those areas. Essentially, you've just got this loose stuff that's just hanging off the back. Um, And it presents as those rolls that's in that upper back region, extending around under the armpits and into the side of the breast. Um, It's a big issue for a lot of people in terms of the concept of their shape. Mm -hmm. And so when you got all those rolls and stuff, they just lose accentuation of of their waistline. Um, and then also just when it comes to clothing and bras and sports bras, and a lot of these people lost lots of weight through diet, exercise, bariatric surgery, and they're wanting to be really active, but they've got all this stuff that they just can't wear their active wear with. So from an exercise perspective, it's annoying, but also when it comes to the clothing that they now want to get into, you know, we can do tummy tucks, belt pectomies, all that stuff. This is that sort of other procedure that not too many people know about. Mm-hmm. But it sort of gets rid of and tidies up and gives you this really nice waistline, upper back, functional improvements around the armpit and upper back area with all these sports um, bras and normal bras. Mm-hmm. It's a real game changer, this one. It's good.
0: And, and what about, because like, and I, I can ask this question because I, I do have it. So like a classic example, you lose weight. You, you've you You've got this uh, because I think it only kind of happens when you've done it twice, but you lose this weight. But then you put on a bit of weight and you've still got these things, but they're a bit fat. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, does it have to just be all loose skin? Because, like, like, Okay, so you can just remove a whole chunk of fat. Well, like the
1: the body, the way the body's designed, we've got, Mm. we actually have six different types of fat, and the way that they behave all relate to. temperature regulation and storage function and all sorts of stuff like that and so we do have these areas in our body that when you go and put some weight on they inherently just want to enlarge and that's really Mm -hmm. common around the flank area medial thighs lateral thighs and underneath the belly button in in women and men Um, and certainly in the upper back zone there's a lot of people that do collect those fat pads out through the side there um, that are not breast tissue they're just fat pads that form in the armpit and so yeah, back bra lift and 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 all the other bits and pieces that i do like they mm-hmm. they do take those fat pads into account and in terms of giving people better shape and things like that i, I do address them whether it be yeah. liposuction or open removal
0: mm-hmm. so with the back bra lift, like does it go all the way around the back or could you just get to like chunks taken out of the side like like i guess it depends on the person or
1: yeah, well, a back bra lift by definition is one which does go right across the back and it almost looks like a big bat wing type thing that we draw on the patient and then close mm-hmm. it as a line that's meant to sort of incorporate into the crease of their breast, their fold, mm-hmm. and then go all the way across the back to the other one. And we try to position it in an area where you can wear a bra and hide the scar. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, But there are other options for managing all of that back skin and Sometimes I do what's called a thoracoplasty, which essentially does mean that we're treating the thorax and cutting out a paddle of skin, just two Mm -hmm. chunks through that zone. Um, Always in the planning of that, and including in the back, back bra lift, we've got to think about the movement of the shoulder and the arm so that we maintain function and not restrict things but a thoracoplasty just to address two areas uh, and blending that line into the inframammary fold of the breast is a separate technique, a recognised technique and can be really useful in some people and I do use it. And then there's another one that I do and it's not a common one but occasionally you just get people that have lost all this weight all they've got is skin and it almost sits in a pattern and I see this probably more in men than in women but they Mm. have this pattern of skin that's just draping right down their back and you Mm. almost want to just think of like I, I actually started my life in, in medicine and uni and all that sort of stuff working in a clothing store and we used to talk about darting of suits and stuff and they're pretty much just taking out these darts in the back to just sort of get rid of that skin. So it's yep. a big sort of Z-type scar all the way down the back on both sides.
0: Yeah, right. And and with the – look, I'm just imagining having an incision all the way across my back. Um, like how does recovery go? Like what's what's the patient like, – how long really, before
1: they really like, yeah no like i mean i have a pretty prescriptive thing when it comes to all of this stuff and it's sort of a week of t-rex and then a week of just death-based sort of movements and just stuff in front of you and then after that starting to bend down pick things up and stretch to hang things out and that sort of is my go-to for abdominoplasty breast reduction any of those things mm-hmm. um back bra lift same sort of advice that i give um, but people tend to be starting to do a bit more a bit earlier. It's not that uncomfortable. Um, and it's sort of the way that, like, we cut out a lot of skin, but it all concertinas up deep. So they don't tend mm. to get issues with seromas or anything like that. And it's in an area where people are leaning back when they're sitting and when they're mm. sleeping. And so they provide a lot of compression and support. And it actually just seems to heal and not be a big functional slowdown. Yes. So recovery-wise, I tend to watch what they're doing. I give them that six-week plan, but I'm catching up with them in a week and then at three weeks. And often at the three-week mark, we're taking their tapes and things off, looking at their wounds. And if things are pretty good, then I start to talk to them about increasing the level of activity uh, and ranging of their shoulders a lot more and thinking about getting back into gym activities yep yeah because it doesn't slow people down too much
0: no i going to say i've never actually seen you know how sometimes you see where you know the the wound might break down in a tummy tuck or where the joint is but i've never ever seen a back wound that's that's ever had i've never heard anyone have a problem with a, a bra back it's not, that's because it's not that common a procedure or i guess you, you do heaps so, though don't you
1: yeah we do do a lot of them and it's becoming more common mm-hmm. and it's um also a procedure like you know that I do belt lipectomies and a lot of us do that down below but now we're all sort of almost managing the back and the breast as one separate belt lipectomy sort of up the top so the back bra lift in combination with a mastopexy breast reduction or an augmentation masto augment so yeah sort of the double lower and then double upper um, is becoming pretty common actually.
0: Yeah, well, I remember hearing years ago about like a reverse abdominoplasty. I'm like, what the hell is that? And that was where, because some people do have that extra thing up the top where they need the yeah, abdominoplasty. Yeah. So it was like that. So you mean like that at the front and then at the back as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, I just want it so much. <laughs> <laughs> so I was going to ask. So what about um, like how would someone sleep? I'm guessing they wear when they come out of surgery, they come out with a compression garment on, or yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Is so,
0: it is it the same as a, an abdominoplasty one, or is it one with your arms in and everything?
1: No, it's just um, it, it's pretty much. I just talked to them about having a supportive bra that has a pretty broad strap.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, so I want something that's sort of giving has it has a depth on the side through the armpit, sort of as a band of support around here, um, and it just needs to be a firm bra. And if it's not firm enough we just put combines and things in there to provide a bit of extra pressure and support mm-hmm. um that's pretty much all that we need to think about in terms of compression but right.
0: and, and like in terms of sleeping
1: like it really is a pretty comfortable arrangement it's quite bizarre this isn't a very because uh, i'm not doing anything to muscles or not doing anything like that it's one that mm-hmm. most people know that they've had something done just like perception they know they've had something done it's mm-hmm. a bit of an ache but it's not a big hit
0: yeah yeah and would like uh, i sleep on my face so uh, like can you sleep on your back or yeah
1: and that's that's one of the things like they do sleep on the back and it provides a bit of compression and support so they don't tend to develop fluid collections and things like that Mm -hmm. it's really similar to like the back section of a bell like pectomy like people have to lie in some direction some way and and Mm -hmm. often they find it most comfortable to lie on their back the back doesn't tend to be as sensitive as other areas of our body
0: Mm, yeah it, it actually makes a lot of sense and so obviously it sounds like recovery is quicker than something like a tummy tuck and i've seen some amazing ones where there's not too much scar like it kind of like, what, what do you recommend for
1: the scar? Like, what do you do? Oh, well, it all starts with planning and making mm-hmm. sure that you don't cut out too much and set things up with too much tension. And then doing a laid closure with really strong, deep internal sutures that take up a lot of that tension down deep so it's not mm-hmm. just the skin holding things together. The skin mm-hmm. itself is actually really weak, um, but the underlying structures are strong. So you just want to put big, deep sutures in to hold it all together. that the skin edges are just resting next to each other so that they don't have any sort of extra tension to to fall apart um so that's number one is good planning number two is good operative technique in terms of proper suture fixation and the like and then number three is all down to taping and i use the prineo tape uh, which is that glue tape and it essentially provides extra support and strength to the level of another layer of sutures without another layer of sutures uh, and it stays intact for three weeks. There's obviously activity modifications to try and stop people stretching and pulling too much. And then after the Prineo comes off, I put people through a nine-week program of hyperfix taping uh, or micropore if they run into issues with the tape in terms of allergic reactions. And the reason for me that, doing that's it for me. twelve yep. weeks, yeah, and people do some people just do, but um. The reason why I do 12 weeks of taping, if you look at wound healing, it takes 12 weeks for wounds to sort of get close to their maximal strength. So I do that for all of my wounds is 12 weeks of taping. Um, and especially with the back, you just, you know, it is an area where it's mobile and, um, and you know, to provide it with that extra support to get it to the point where the strength is there to sort of prevent the skin taking up the slack and stretching. It, it's it's worth doing.
0: Yeah. And is it a day procedure or you're in hospital for a couple of days?
1: A lot of people stay overnight. Okay. Oh, yeah, okay. because when I hear of...
0: day, I, I freak out. I'm like, oh, my God, it's only day when I hear a little bit long, I'm like, ah. Yeah, me no,
1: I, I mean, there's a lot of things happening as day procedures. As you know, I still can't get my head around day. I've pasty. To me, that's mm-hmm. just such a big operation. But, um, yeah, this particular one, the patients tend to stay overnight. And it's a really common one for people to have as a combination procedure with a belt lipectomy or with an augment mastopexy breast reduction, something like that. And so, yeah, it's, just, it's, a, it's a bit of operating. And so I tend to just make sure that people are well looked after, recover well from an anaesthetic and, um, and don't have to worry about the, the activities that normally otherwise do. So nurses yeah. look after the meals and, and showering and all sorts of other bits and bobs for them so they can just feel well.
0: Yeah, and would you do it in combination with, say, um, a brachioplasty, like an arm, an arm lift? Or I've done that. Really, cause, yeah?
1: No, 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 I've done that. Um, it, the biggest issue is just how far okay. down the axilla, down the armpit, you'll go with a yep. brachioplasty and yep. just in terms of meeting a junction point with a back bra lift. I'm not a mm-hmm. massive fan of T junctions um, unnecessarily. So, yep. yeah, I do them with thigh reductions and I do them with fleur de and breast reductions and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. But that particular area is just... You've got to be really selective with how much tissue you might take in one area versus the arms. And then, you know, the shoulder is just so mobile in so many different directions. You have to be very careful about a the T junction there. Yeah. So, yeah, you can do it, but it's just planning and making sure that I
0: don't set someone up for failure. Yeah, that makes sense. And I guess. It could be something that you do because i'm very much a two two three four stage person so it could be something that you do in, like do the back first stage one then you, you might want to do the arm stage two or vice versa so you yeah, don't yeah. have to get it done one. yeah
1: no, no 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 and yeah i do get the occasional person that comes along wanting it all done in mm-hmm. one hit and um you know like yes i do do like the double sort of belt like pectomy and, and top the two circumferentials but they're usually smaller people less distance for suturing and yeah just just less time on table but yeah i'm not i'm a big fan of splitting things apart if it just makes sense
0: yeah yep no that's so true and so do you find that is this the procedure that you're doing more of because like i like or is it something new like or like oh it's not new
1: no um, the first time i oh first time i heard about it was at a conference um oh that was during my training and that would have been 2009 2010 somewhere Mm -hmm. around there and uh it was an american fella hunsted or something i think his name was but he came Mm -hmm. across and he was talking about um this procedure and to me it just sort of made sense when i started doing all of my body contouring stuff it was an area that you know we folk we like things are just evolving it used to just be i hate my tummy fix my tummy and i you know i want my breasts lifted and back where they used to be and and as we've sort of gotten pretty good with tummies and stuff, it's all of a sudden extended tummies and then hey, let's do belt lipectomies and then let's do belts and augment the buttocks and let's do fat grafting and lipo. And mm-hmm. it's just a case of just looking at, okay, what how far can we go to get people back to a body shape that they want? Yeah. And that's where these techniques that have been developed, to start to think, actually let's apply that. Let's let's mm-hmm. bring that into the picture. And then you start to see the benefits of that. And that's why you Know as surgeons, we'll go, Hey, that area is a real trouble to you, and also it has this benefit of getting rid of the skin and dealing with that. But it's going to give us a nicer shape in the lower back because um, mm-hmm. it pulls up all that skin, and actually, the whole waistline becomes defined. And, yeah. um, and so it's something that you know people are wanting as good as they can have it. And so, we just sort of say, Hey, let's 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 do this, it'll it'll treat it, yeah. And so,
0: things are do... just evolving, yeah, of course, of course, it's true. What, what was, um, yeah it's true I, I remember um having a tummy tuck and um being left with no waste. I mean not that I had a great waist before but the first thing I noticed was like oh my god like my waist has gone with this tummy tuck and obviously these days doctors do liposuction with tummy tuck whereas I, I think yeah, years yeah. ago that probably wasn't the case I don't I don't know or well, my doctor didn't anyway but oh, um, look,
1: certainly through my training, we were focusing on just treating the overlying skin and trying to give people yeah. a better profile. And one of the things with just focusing on the front is that in some patients, not all, you can sort of almost make the waist disappear or you can make the waist look a lot bigger because you're flattening here and then suddenly you get a bulge down in the flanks. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, we look to see what might be down the track. Mm-hmm. Um, or the result of certain things and avoid. And that's where introducing liposuction or doing an extended or just mm-hmm. jumping straight into a bell yeah. um, They're the decision trees that we follow.
0: And would you do liposuction with that procedure as well? Or, or when I say lipo, I mean liposuction there, would you get rid of some fat first? I guess it oh, depends right, on the patient. Of, yeah, look, I
1: mean, it, can, it can be dependent, yeah. yeah. So I'll do lipo um, either as sort of a standalone mm-hmm. or an adjunct around the sides. Um, or if I'm sort of, some people just have really thick skin and thick fat pads, and, and sometimes it's worth liposucking that out first to actually then determine how much skin you can safely cut out. Um, yeah. That's really common in thighs, but it's also something that you can entertain in, in a back bra lift.
0: Yeah, and I guess um, with with part of the back bra lift, would sometimes you need to do waist liposuction as well because it's good like to kind of get that, you
1: know, or or not really on. No, no, no. So it's pretty common. um, And it's one of those things that a number of my patients have been through. I'll Mm. do a belt lipectomy and something else first. And whilst I've got them lying down, I'll actually lipo suck the fat pads in the upper back. And then six months later, when we go to do the next part, I've sort of got that nice lipo sucked lower back region and a deflated upper back. And I can Mm. then sort of just (sighs) cut out and address the skin. Um, Yeah. So it sort of splits that up a little bit and potentially gives them the outcome where they may not need a back bra lift because they've already deflated and you can see it sort of suck in and hold. So yeah. that can take me half an hour and it just avoids the need for a back bra lift in the future. Yeah, um, right. But other than that, like, yes, you can do back bra lifts and address local areas around there with liposuction to get a better mm-hmm. shape if you be.
0: And, you know, you know, when people um, like tummy tucks, um, depending on what it is, whether, you know, there's some Medicare rebate for it, is there anything for the back at all? Like what if someone's got like a massive roll of fat that is causing you know, stuff around the back. Like, is there any Medicare rebates or or, um, is that counts as cosmetic? No, this
1: one, in a patient that has documented evidence of massive weight loss um, Mm -hmm. and issues with skin integrity and the like due to folds and clothing rubbing and stuff like that, then you can access Medicare. Yeah. Yeah, so the only one that we really sort of run into trouble with with uh, the massive weight loss patient, number of procedures, Mm -hmm. mainly um, breast mastopexy um or augmentation mastopexy or augment alone and neck lift and facelift mm-hmm. okay. so they're, they're they're the areas where massive weight loss patients like oh i've lost all this weight now i've got the spare skin but medicare sort of looks at those as more of a cosmetic indication than reconstructive
0: yep yep well that kind of makes sense so 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 boobs and neck no if it's weight loss but but that if it's yeah, that sort of back around, area
1: yeah. through there. Yeah. Oh, that's
0: really good to know. And, and that makes sense because it is all part of the, you know, if you've got to remove the skin, you've got to remove the skin. Do do you find that it ever kind of, um, I know it sounds really weird, but does it ever grow back? Like, can the fat, like, if someone saves, I guess if someone puts on weight, it can grow back, hey? Yeah, it can. I mean, we, um I've
1: got a handful of patients, only a handful, because a lot of people that go through bariatric stuff or diet and exercise, actually, like, it's a big deal and they sort of make it a commitment. And um, mm-hmm. I've only got a handful of people that have sort of gone back a bit with weight mm-hmm. and the weight gain that they've experienced has been sort of 10, 15 kilos and it's more sort of global. They're not sort of putting it on in very discreet areas. So mm-hmm. I haven't really had to, had to go back and do anything extra. Um I've got one belt lipectomy. She put on twenty five kilos, and her tummy just sort of. But then she's lost weight again, and it's settled back down without the need oh. for revision.
0: So, yeah. Is her name Trish. <laughs> 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 That's what happens. It's like a, it's like a roller coaster ride. You just gotta.
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah.
0: I was figure I don't. Is there anything that that you think a patient might know that I haven't actually covered? Because like I've pretty much asked everything that. Like if I was coming in for a consult, they're all the questions I would ask. I think, um, oh, yeah, how long would the procedure be? Like how long Uh, would you be under anaesthetic?
1: Yeah, i will put aside two hours. And it's obviously done with them lying down face first, okay, Mm -hmm. so their back's exposed, Mm -hmm. um, under a general anaesthetic. Yeah, and, I mean, there's lots of standing and pre-operative planning. I ask people to wear their bra into hospital and then Mm -hmm. all the way through to the mark-up room and actually mark, like their routine bra position, so that I can try mm-hmm. and get their scar. It's not always completely achievable because it depends on where things move, but it gives me a chance to sort of try and set things up for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a point of difference compared to every other body contouring thing we do. Um, yeah, but yeah, two hours general anaesthetic and in hospital usually overnight, but it depends if it's with other things that I'm doing, which usually dictates how long people stay for.
0: Yeah, yep. I reckon that's it. Hey, can you think of anything else that I haven't actually asked that? that someone would want to know? Oh,
1: it's just something for people to be aware of. Again, it's like everything else with body contouring. It's not, um, you know, people come along wanting things done for functional reasons and then mm. there's the benefit of how it might make them look better in clothing and out of clothing and stuff like that. Um, mm. Yeah, it's not a complete necessity, but it's something which can be the icing on the cake when they're trying to sort of finish off their weight loss journey. Um, yep. So, yeah, it's just another one to keep in mind. Um mm. it's just it's education so people know that it it exists
0: yeah and it's really funny because now having said that it's true it's not something that i ever ever imagined that you know that could be done but once you know it can be done it's like oh my god like i'm surprised it wasn't known earlier but i guess that's that's what the evolution of surgery is all about hey
1: yeah it's amazing how many people come in this room and say oh just out of interest have you got a procedure for this and you say actually we do yeah. and this is who designed it this is how we do it this is how what sort of results we expect so yeah there's a lot of things in plastic surgery that people would be surprised about
0: yeah totally totally all right awesome so if anyone's interested just kind of consult are you doing virtual consults at the moment or
1: are we are doing virtual and face-to-face Great yeah, awesome. but we just introduced masks. I didn't feel I needed a mask for this chat but yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I've <laughs> uh, got we, a really just, new one. <laughs> but uh, we're just doing masks just for uh, the time being as for yeah. the chief health officer um, but yeah virtual per normal uh, and, um, and face-to-face per normal
0: otherwise. Yep yeah. oh, fantastic. Well, I've got to say thank you so much for taking this ta- time this morning. When do you start with clients? I think I've just scraped you in by about three minutes.
1: 11 minutes ago oh i'm so sorry i'm
0: <laughs> so sorry all right. All, good. all right thanks so much
1: hey no worries Trish. lovely so yeah, listen you day.
0: too so listeners don't forget valley plastic surgery they are in um fortitude valley in brisbane so you can contact dr matthew peters um through us or you can check them out online and yeah just um make your calls thank you so much for joining us thank bye you.
1: have a great day see ya. you too
0: bye the plastic surgery hub podcast connecting people with practitioners For more information, visit plasticsurgeryhub.com.au or email info at plasticsurgeryhub.com.au. The material provided in this podcast is general information and does not constitute medical advice, nor is it a substitute for consultation and advice from your own practitioner. It should not be used to diagnose or treat any medical illness. Any medical or surgical decision should be made in consultation with your own doctor or practitioner and not based on the materials provided in this podcast.